David Brownlee is a keynote speaker. He's a customer service training expert. He's a best-selling author. His book is called Rockstar Service, Rockstar Profits. He's also written or is in the process of writing a second one. And today is about how he began. His company currently works with businesses such as Harley-Davidson, Google, Walmart, T-Mobile, Amazon, just to name a few big brands. And his goal is to help 100 million people through his programs, workshops, and so on. So where did he begin? Well, David's got a very interesting story. I'll leave David to explain the context and how this convinced him to work through helping people. David has a couple of things in common with me, not least our love of travel, but also David's family connections to teachers. And that's true of me too. Both my mother was a teacher and both my grandfathers were teachers. So I think it's in the DNA. And perhaps that's true for you if you've got some family connection to trainers or to teachers. Um, that's that's actually quite common. But David's uh, belief is is about why customer service really, really matters. And we've we're also quite passionate about that too. I've worked for Disney and David's had his own business and knows what customer service really means to companies. It's that connection at the front line. And how David began was by working with Tony Robbins, became a coach, and then went to produce this customer service training video, which seemed to just go gangbusters. It took off. And since then, David has had big brands knocking on his door, wanting to work with them. So in today's episode, which personal incident convinced David to help people? How David's experience as a small business owner helped his training? Which companies turn to David these days for customer service training? What David has learned from creating his online course, which is for sale. We'll talk about that too. How David's book has generated leads for his brands quite successfully. What he's learned from being a Tony Robbins coach for a number of years. That's something I'd love to have done at one point. And what 50-50-50 means to David and why it matters. This is the Training Business Podcast. Hey, and welcome to the trainingbusiness.com podcast. Every week, we bring you exciting news and interviews with training business experts and training business entrepreneurs from around the world. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Here's your host, Mark Garrett Hayes. Hey, welcome to the show. It's my pleasure, my privilege to welcome you back. If you're a first-time listener, welcome. This is the show for people like you, for trainers, facilitators, coaches. If you make money and have a great time helping people to be the very best that they can be, by grace or thanks to your expertise, your programs, your workshops, then this is the show for you. If it's not your first time here, welcome back. And I appreciate your listenership, your encouragement, and your loyalty. And I also appreciate many of you writing to me, letting me know what you'd like on the show, what you like about the show, and the kinds of things that make it attractive to you. So as I said, if you're someone who just like me, just like me, is actively in the business you convert your expertise into programs, into workshops, then this is the show for you because we bring guests on the show who are doing just what you and I are doing. Or perhaps you're someone who's thinking of becoming a consultant, a trainer, a coach, a facilitator. If that is the case, there are loads of episodes and you will find all episodes past, present and future on your podcast platform of choice, whether it's Apple, Stitcher or something else. If you'd like to reach out to me, mark at trainingbusiness.com. David, hi. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me. We connected uh, about two weeks ago, and you were off on your travels. And um, 
The reason I invited you to the program is because you get around. I mean, you've been doing some great work with companies like T-Mobile, Amazon, and Google. Let's go back to the beginning and, and tell us how you got into training, because I think you were originally a business coach with Tony Robbins. Uh, so what, what was the beginning and then what was the origin story behind that? Yeah, well, you know, it's funny. I, you know, for so many years, you know, like, like all of us, uh, especially here in the U.S., uh, we've been dealing with this really horrible customer service, right? Like I, I used to travel a lot and I remember getting into a hotel. It's a hotel brand I, I generally like, right? Because they have good customer service. But I get in one night and uh, all I want to do is just relax and, and lay down and, and, and get ready for uh, my event the next day. And somebody was there. They were on their their um, cell phone. They were texting or whatever. And I walked up and said, hey, how you doing? You know, And the person just looked up rolled their eyes at me and said, oh, you know, and, and then went through the spiel, you know, so the right words, like, thank you for coming, you know, uh, thank you for choosing our hotel, whatever. And then she goes through and she sees I'm a platinum member. Thank you for being a platinum member. You get something free from our, you know, uh, you know, from, from our, uh, our market. And, and so I started thinking to myself, like, it doesn't make me feel like a platinum member. You know, all this person had to do was just smile and say, hey, welcome to our hotel, you know, which is pretty easy. Um, and, and I just was like, gosh, there has to be a better way. You know, like, why is there this disconnect with treating people like, you know, customers, you know, it, like treating them well? Um, so for me, you know, when I first started my first company, it was an entertainment company in LA and we did live events, special events. So we'd book anything from name acts to, uh, caterers, to DJs, to, you know, anything for entertainment. And, uh, I decided right then, Hey, we're going to treat all of our clients like they're rock stars, you know, and anybody who comes to our events, we're going to treat them like they're rock stars. And what ended up happening was, Everybody started referring me. Uh, you know, we did a lot of things in the entertainment industry, specifically uh, movie premieres and different things. And people started referring me. Oh, you got to meet this person. You got to meet that person. Started building relationships with our clients. Um, and for me, I said, "Wow, this is there's something here. Is there a way that I can share this with other businesses?" Um, and and that's when I started doing online training videos, and you know they started going viral. They started taking off. Companies started getting results, and you know they started you know calling me more. You know I, I remember getting a call from uh, a big. Uh, it wasn't T-Mobile. It was a different uh, cell phone uh, company carrier, and they said, "Hey, David, you know what? We've been training from your videos for free for so long on YouTube. We figured it was time to pay you." <laughs> I said, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. Uh, and then really that was the beginning of uh, the customer service journey that way. Yeah, I worked for Disney for a while and I always was impressed by the feeling that people had towards the brand. And I think a lot of people forget that ultimately what a brand is is, a, is the, the summary or the consummation of the feelings that you have about a particular um, you know, uh, uh, image or a particular hotel or a particular restaurant. So customer service training is something that um, no one has to convince me is important. I think a lot of brands, though, forget it's important. What kinds of organizations do you work with? We've mentioned a couple so far, um, cell phone companies. Um, on your website, you mentioned T-Mobile, Google, etc. Um, what is a typical project like for, you know, if someone's working with, with David Brownlee? 
Yeah, for me, it's funny. When I first started, you know, I've always been a small business owner. I've had a restaurant and uh, the entertainment company I talked about and some other businesses. So for me, you know, I, I started working with small businesses and mom and pops, you know, like, hey, this is how you attract customers. This is how you keep them. This is how you treat them. This is how you get your Yelp reviews up, right? Your your online reviews, you know, and these are some different things. And uh, And as the business started growing, I did start getting um, more phone calls from the larger corporations like LinkedIn, um, just did something for McDonald's, uh, Sirius XM, um, Oakley, and some of these larger corporations that at the end of the day have the same problem just at a larger scale. You know, and I think one of the myths, um, you know, that one of the big problems is that, you know, a lot of companies think of customer service as a time or money suck. Right. Like, hey, I got to, you know, I'm paying per minute to have somebody, you know, get on the phone with somebody and, and talk to them. And I think the biggest shift for me was that, hey, customer service can actually be a profit center for your business, you know, and how does that happen? You know, and so that's what I teach these companies is, hey, look, you know, you know, attracting customers and retaining them is great, but, you know, this should be a profit center for you as well. And that's what they don't teach you in business school. And that's what I bring to these corporations. So you've written a book called Rockstar Service, Rockstar Profits. What did that do for your training brand, your uh, consultancy business? Well, I think it did probably three things, right? So the first thing is that it definitely shifted people's perspective on customer service. And, And the book called Rockstar Service, Rockstar Profits is about treating your customers and clients like rockstars. So imagine for a second, that your favorite rock star. Imagine who is your favorite rock star? Who's your favorite rock star? Or maybe even music group or celebrity athlete. Yeah, I've actually never, no one's ever asked me this before. It's Rush, a Canadian group. I'm dad dad rock now, I have to admit, but uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've been to Rush. I've been to Rush concerts, right? Getty Lee and Alex Lyson and Neil Peart. Um, Okay, great. So so let's say, um, you know, uh, Getty Lee comes into your business, right? And you're like, oh my gosh, Getty Lee, you know, look at, look at this rock star. So the question is like, what would you do to make sure that Getty was happy? I think anything really within, within legal limits. <laughs> <laughs> anything within legal limits, right? Of course. Yeah. So, so you're like, oh my gosh, I do anything for him. So then the question is, when was the last time you treated your customer like Getty Lee? Yeah. Good point. Uh, not very often, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah, when was the last time you treated your client or your customers like your favorite rock star? And then the follow-up question is, hey, what would happen if you did? What would that do for your referrals? What would that do for, uh, like you mentioned before, the feeling that somebody has about your brand, right? And, And as I started thinking about this, I think the book really outlines it well and shifts somebody's perspective like, oh my God. I never really thought about that. Like, like what your reaction right now was perfect, right? You're like, hmm, I don't know. I could hear you thinking, right? I could hear you thinking about it. So as business leaders, as we start asking ourselves that question, it gets really interesting. And I think the second thing the book did was gave people an insight to my personal story, right? And why I do what I do. And, okay, let's hear that. Um, yeah, okay. I want to hear that. I don't, know, I don't know how much time we have, but I'll get into it a little bit. Um, so several years ago, I, I did sell my business and I moved down to Central America, down to uh, Nicaragua, a little uh, uh, tourist town down there. 
and uh, it, and it was great, you know. We and my wife and I opened up a business down there, and it was kind of like a midlife sabbatical, if you will. Uh, beautiful place, white sand beaches, you got palm trees, the cruise ships come in, you know, every day, and um, it was it was a great switch from living in LA, right? You know, fighting traffic every day and, and doing that kind of life. So it it was uh, it was great. Uh, but then in 2008, everything shifted, right? Uh, that's when uh, we had the economy collapse and, you know, in third world countries, it hits them even harder. And so the, the crime rates go up and different things happen. And there's such beautiful people in Nicaragua and, and, I, and I love it. And I love the culture, um, but the crime did go up, you know, and my, and my wife and I, we went to dinner one night went to sushi. There was a new sushi restaurant in town. And when there's sushi in Nicaragua, you go. And uh, we went with some clients, had a great night. And then we were going back to our hotel. We were staying in a hotel. It was about two and a half hours from where we lived. And uh, we jumped in a taxi cab. And the cab was going to drive us to five minutes to the hotel. Easy. And we started driving. And all of a sudden, the taxi driver pulled over. And he said, you know, tengo que urinar. Like, hey, I've got to take a leak. I'm like, dude, that's weird, but do do your thing. You know, he pulls over, goes in the fields, comes back, and he says, okay, we're going. We start driving. And then we pull over again, and now somebody gets into the front seat. Now, it sounds a little odd, but in Nicaragua, they have something called a cooperativo. And it's almost like an Uber rideshare, if you can imagine, where somebody just gets in, you share the fare or whatever. And I was like, okay, you could have asked us first, but, you know, whatever. He gets in. We do that. We start driving. We drive for about another minute or two. Then we pull over again. And now somebody gets in the back seat. So if you can imagine, you've got the cab driver in the front, another guy in the front seat. I'm sitting directly behind the cab driver. And my wife was with me. So she's sitting in the middle next to me. And then there's another guy on the other side of my wife. And have you ever had that sinking feeling that something's wrong? And all of a sudden, the guy in the front seat sitting next to the cab driver, he pulls out a handgun, shoves it in my face and says, La Plata, La Plata, La Plata, give me the money. And what I did was I reached out my hands and grabbed the gun and pushed it towards the ceiling of the the cab because I knew he couldn't shoot me. But what I didn't realize was the guy sitting next to my wife was his partner. And in that instant, he pulls out a knife. And lunges at me at my midsection. I move across. He, he catches me just, just above my hip. And then he draws back again and shoves the knife straight into my thigh. He pulls it out. Blood starts squirting everywhere. And in that moment, I knew that I had to change the direction of this interaction. And I started relying, instead of on my physical training, on my mental training of, you know, as, as funny as it sounds... Like customer service, how do you build a relationship? How do you build rapport with somebody, right? And and as crazy as all that is, at the very end of the night, they did let us go. It was very dramatic. It was about 45 minutes, maybe an hour and a half or so. Um, it's been a long time now. But uh, they did let us go. And I went to the hospital and, and everything was fine. Nothing happened to my wife, luckily. Obviously, the trauma. But I started thinking about Hey, am I doing enough to help others? Am I connecting enough with other people? Am I am I doing more? And and, I, and could I do more? And and when I asked myself that question, I realized like yes, I can do more. 
And that's when I decided to to dedicate my life to to helping others and sharing my knowledge. And hey, look, if there's something I can do to help you in your business, you know, let let me help you. And that's when I connected with Tony Robbins and worked with him as a number for a number of years as a business coach. And so the book really gives you an insight to that and my passion. You know, I, I'm very passionate about helping others and having some fun along the way. And uh, and I think that probably the third thing the book did was, you know, as an author, it gives you credibility. Not only have I been in customer service for over 30 years, the experience piece, but then I did research for five years and case studies and getting into all the different um, things that work with different types of businesses. You know, $43 billion that companies are losing every year due to poor customer service. 90% of your unhappy customers won't even tell you they're unhappy. 40% churn that's happening. Six to seven times more expensive to bring in new customers and keep an existing one. Retention down. You know, reputation suffering. All these things that I've seen now. And there's not a lot I hadn't seen, you know, before COVID. We can talk about that. But and and that really gives me that expertise and that deep understanding. So when I walk into a business and they're explaining what's going on, I could say, Yeah, you know what? I've been there. I've seen it. And here's what we did to remedy the problem. So you've got lots of stories, of course. And yeah. 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 Lots of stories, lots of case studies where it where it actually works. So you wrote the book and then you recorded a video and one of your videos seemed to accelerate and just take off. And then on the back of this video, you had huge interaction and people contacting you. Tell us about that, how that one video seemed to ignite your your brand online. Yeah, it's funny. I, I wish I could tell you it was some strategic play and I knew that it was going to go viral. And, <laughs> right. you know, and I sat up for, for many hours thinking every little piece of it, right? Um, what, what's funny about that video, you guys want to know a little secret. I don't even know if I've ever talked about this before. Um, but when I shot that video, I actually shot three at the same time. I shot one on customer service, one on sales, and one on marketing. And again, targeted for small business, mom and pops, you know, and small businesses that I that I'd run and started and sold in my career. And uh, it was funny. I was like, wow, I need a studio. I had a pretty decent camera and some lights and stuff. And I put a backdrop in my garage. Okay, this is the secret behind this big production, right? And and I put the backdrop there and I turned on the camera and I went and it's called, you know, what is customer service? Seven secrets to uh, excellent customer service. And I went through and all the videos did pretty good at the time. Like now you can have a video and have, I don't know, 10 million views or a billion views, whatever it is. But back then uh, when I did this, this is probably back in 2013, I believe, maybe 14. Um, you know, they all, you know, surpassed a hundred thousand views, which was, which was pretty good. That's decent, yeah. You know, mm. yeah, it was pretty decent. And then all of a sudden the customer service one just kept getting more, a couple hundred thousand, 300,000, 400,000, 500,000, 600,000. And I think now it's maybe up to 1.1 million views. And again, that was a lot for back then. Now, you know, you could, you know, Joe Rogan could do that in 30 seconds, probably. <laughs> but, uh, but, for, but for me, it was, it was pretty big. But the, but the biggest piece was that companies started reaching out, right? And then I had a link to uh, my very first online training course, you know, it was uh, 197 bucks. And, you know, if people wanted to go a little bit deeper, they could go in there and see some real life uh, customer service training and how um, we use it to actually attract new clients 
um, from our customer service training. So uh, that was pretty cool. And then just watching it grow, um, you know, the the, uh, the the principles and the foundations are the same. You know, you talked about how you feel about certain brands, you know, working at Disney or or if it, whether it's Nordstrom's or the Ritz-Carlton or that feeling that you get when you have that excellent service. Um, you know, my favorite quote is from Maya Angelou and it's that people will forget what you said People will forget what you did, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. So true. Isn't that true? And and that's what's at the core of all of the training that I do is how are you making somebody else feel? Because think about if somebody comes into your place of business and uh, you know someone comes in there and, and you make her feel great. You know, and she feels really good, and then she goes back to her her uh, business. You know, and and she treats her employees really good because she's feeling good. Then the employee goes home and 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 treats their their spouse better because he's feeling good, and then she's treating their their son better because she's feeling good as well. So you're creating this what I like to call the customer service ripple effect. You don't know how far that effect is going to go. And, and a lot of times in customer service, you know, if you're a frontline worker, you're like, ah, I could treat somebody good. Not, it's not going to matter in the end. Well, it matters for the business, obviously, but it also can make a difference in somebody's life. And that's what I believe that, hey, look, all of our businesses touch somebody, right? And we can make a positive difference one customer at a time. And we don't know how far that can reach, that positivity. So I think that's really important. So you had this video out there, people began to contact you. What kinds of companies contacted you and were you surprised where those leads came from? Yeah, yeah. Because it was all pretty new for me at the time, you know, especially online marketing and videos and, you know, hearing from uh, companies like Verizon, um, somebody, you some know, big ones. CVS reaching out. Yeah, some of the bigger companies. Um and and it and it just kept going, you know. And then there's somebody else would refer me to somebody, somebody else, you know. And um, and it just kept growing. Um, and when I, you know, and it's kind of funny when you when you go through and you look at the different companies that are contacting you, you know, you look back at where your journey started from where you are today. Um, it's great to see that that growth, and it, and it does blow me away sometimes. Um, but then when, once I got that call from LinkedIn and started working uh, with LinkedIn customer service and then doing video uh, online courses for LinkedIn learning, um, that was big for me. That, that was great. So I have 10 courses now on LinkedIn learning as well. And you've also got your own Rockstar uh, customer service online course. Uh, and I was looking at the anatomy of that. And I think that's something we could chat about uh, briefly. Um, it's quite comprehensive. Had you someone to help you with putting together what this course would look like? You've got 24-7 on-demand videos, downloadable PDFs, an audio program, which is quite clever, having you know an MP3s for people who want to listen, not just to watch. Uh, you've email support, phone support, and lifetime access. Who, who gave you the uh, the bones of... You know, hey, hey, David, this is what a course online, a really great one needs to look like. This is the pricing. This is how to record it. This is what it needs to look like and contain and, and offer. Absolutely. Yeah. One of my mentors was a guy named Brendan Burchard. And, ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and are you familiar with Brendan? I am indeed. Yeah. Yeah. He's a machine. He, he is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is the master at uh, building online courses and how do you really take the information that you want to teach somebody and put it in uh, a format that is engaging, 
Uh, it's fun. It's informative. Um, it sticks. The information sticks. And then how people can go deeper into your training, right? So with myself, you know, you can use, uh, you can access my free training. You know, you can access, uh, like you say, it's, a, I, I think of it as like Netflix, uh, a 24 seven on demand, right? It's like streaming. So, uh, you can go into my portal, you can, you can get customer service training. And what I learned over the years was, Hey, now that they've got this customer service training, uh, the supervisors and managers need to, to figure out how to, um, how to get their their uh, direct reports to do these things, which is leadership and management training. So I've got that in there. Um, how do you uh, attract people? I got pretty good at this marketing thing, <laughs> right? So get it, get it, uh, teaching companies how to to really hone in their marketing, um, and then once you get them in the door, how do you close sales? Right? I've been quote unquote selling for as long as I've been doing customer service, you know, over 30 years now. Uh, so I've got those in there. So I have a comprehensive, uh, Netflix 24 hour on demand, uh, type system where you can do that. You know, if you're at the gym or you're running around or you're sitting in traffic, you can listen to my trainings as well, which is a lot of fun. Right. Um, and uh, of course, and then you can do the live sessions with myself. So you can bring me in. I, I'll go. I do a lot of keynote speeches, uh, on-site trainings, um, and then of course one-on-one -on -one coaching. Very limited amount, but uh, I still do some one-on-one -on -one coaching as well. So uh, internationally, of course, you work with with brands. I mean, you've done work with companies outside the states. Tell us about you know an international project you've done and and how that was conceived and executed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, one one of the same things, you know, a company reached out to me from Italy and uh, they were actually based in Spain, but it was an Italian company. And they said, hey, we've got to bring your customer service training here to Italy. And they had a couple live events set up. They had one that was set up in Rome. They had another one that was set up in a place called Cervia. It's near Milan. So it's one's in the south, one's in the north. And uh, it was a lot of fun. I went and did um, a couple of keynotes and they, they translated into Italian. And uh, the success from that was so great. What we did was we took one of my uh, products, existing products, and turned it into an Italian product. And we put subtitles in there and translated into Italian. And uh, it's available now. It's called uh, Clienti Rockstar. <laughs> <laughs> Rockstar clients in Italian. Sounds, sounds way better in Italian. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. It's the way you say, it. and yeah. uh, which which is great. And I'm working with uh, uh, some other companies now to to get the books translated into Italian and stuff. And um, headed out to uh, Dubai, for example, this week or next week. Uh, you got to figure out my schedule uh, to work with some companies out there. Uh, so, and I love traveling. You know, I've I've always loved traveling, and um, you know, ever you know for for many years, and. Uh, and I'm glad that I get to do that and do what I love as well. So the um, the training, the, the the projects that you've um, that have come to you have been, I suppose, through your your brand, through YouTube, and also referrals. So the the work you have these days, um, I guess, it just grows from referral. But in the beginning, it must have been quite tough. Thinking, you know, this video I'm making. Um, will it lead to anything? And, you know, we've all been in that position. People listening are thinking, I've put all my heart and soul into this uh, training um, or this coaching program or this workshop, but no one's knocking on the door. Um, if you went back in time and you were to say to someone listening to this, who's thinking of, you know, 
putting together some program to get leads from big companies, where would you start? Would you go to YouTube? Would you go somewhere else to, to get that traffic and, and people knocking on the door? Yeah, that, that's, that's a really good point. I mean, let, let's go back. Let, let's go back to when I decided I wanted to do this, right? I said, hey, I've got to, you know, dedicate my, my life to helping others. And I started with my peer group, my buddies. You know, I had a friend who who was um, who had just started a snack company, and he was trying to get into the big box stores. And uh, he's like, "Man, I I need to craft a sales pitch." And and you know, I said, "Hey, come to my office. You know, I'll, I'll help you do that." And that that's what I did. And he ended up landing some really huge accounts from it. I was like, "Wow, maybe this thing works." And what was funny is my mom was a teacher for for a while. My dad, my my sister, my uncle, my aunt. You know, so it's in my genes. And I always said I'm not going to be a teacher, right? And now that's what I do is I teach and I love it. And what's so funny is over the years, people have come to me and said, "Man, how did you do what you do?" Like different coaches, authors, speakers. How how did you do it? And um, you know, I really the the very first thing I did was was figure out what it was going to be. So for example, my very first program was that customer service program I talked to you about. And I had a client that paid me, I don't know, I think it was like 500 bucks or something, maybe 600 because you know I was negotiating. And I went in and did a uh, four-hour training and it was a natural juice company. It's just a retail juice company in LA. Uh, drove up there. Uh, I had a buddy refer somebody uh, that could do some camera work or whatever. And I talked to their people and recorded it and uh, worked out and said, hey, if I record this, can I turn it into a course? And I said, yeah, for sure. And that was my very first course was live. And to be honest, you know, I probably wasn't my best work. (laughs) It was definitely helpful. People liked it, got good reviews. Um, But that was my first thing. And, And what I would tell people is just get started. It's not going to be perfect. And we know it's not going to be perfect. And if you're okay with that, just know that, hey, you put something out there, you get the feedback. I always do training survey feedback and I listen to the feedback. I've gotten great feedback, right? If you ask me over, um, gosh, we'll be coming on 10 years pretty soon of doing these trainings. Um, you know what? What is it that people like most about your trainings? For me, it's it's engagement. They love my passion, my enthusiasm. I have a lot of fun when I'm up there, and it comes through, right? But I only know that because I put put out surveys, you know. And if you were to ask me, like David, well, what's your what's your soft spot? Like, what what are you not so great at? For me, it was uh, the detail stuff. I'm not. I'm a very vision based guy. I'm not a big detail guy. And it came through in my early materials. It was like, well, yeah, these materials could be a little more detailed. You know, there were typos and different things that I wasn't really bothered with. Right. So I started, as I started adding team members, I was like, okay, I need a content manager, somebody to go through my materials and make sure they're the best that they can be. But I wouldn't have known that unless I did surveys. So I would say the, the very first thing is figure out what it is you want to do, put it together, and then get it out there. Don't worry about it being perfect in the very beginning. Um, and then over the years, it just keeps getting better and better and better. And I've gotten so many questions about how do you do what you do. I did do a course on LinkedIn Learning uh, called How to Get Started with Your Training Program. That's right. Yeah, I saw it. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, you did. Thank you. And uh, so Next year, um, I, I'm toying with the idea of putting together a course on my f- platform as well, um, just because I'm getting so many 
questions about it, you know, and put together a group and say, Hey, let's, let's do it. Let's take your idea. Let's take your program. Let's put it all together. That's, that's definitely going to be popular. Lots of people ask me, uh, likewise, how did you get into training? Uh, just like you, David, my, my, uh, my mother's a teacher, was a teacher. Uh, both my grandfathers were teachers. So it's kind of in the DNA and, um, it's just something just, I don't know, you make, you feel great when you can help people and you see the light going on over their head. They get this concept. And um, I, I guess when you feel passionate about the subject, which in your case is customer service and the medium of helping people, which is training or teaching, then that's just, I mean, who, who, who wouldn't do this for free? I, there are days I think I would do this for free. I love what I do so much. I love the feeling of going home, thinking I've made a difference to someone's uh, job, their career, and, and their prospects. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful privilege to be in the training business. I, I agree a hundred percent. And, you know, and, and I think we've all probably done something for free, right? I, I love <laughs> yeah. education and, yeah. you know, there are some programs I've, I've spoke to uh, high school students, you know, I've, I've just donated my time, you know, and many, many conversations with people um, of trying to help them, you know, what, on whatever it is that I can help them with. And I think that feeling, um, is that feeling that we all want to duplicate, right? Uh, we'll get an email or somebody even leave a comment on a post like, thank you so much. You know, I'll meet somebody at a live event and they'll come up to me and say, oh my God, you know, hey, David Brownlee, you know, you've helped me with this, you know, with my business, you know, with customer service, you know, people I'd never even met. I didn't even know that, hey, I had an impact on them. Um, so I think it's so rewarding. Like you say, you know, you would do this for free. Yeah, well, I, I can't, obviously, but uh, there, there are days I think I'm, I'm paid to do this, and it's just wonderful to, to know that you're doing something you're born to do. Um, as we wrap up here, a couple of things, two questions, finally, um, and I'll give them to you, and then you can decide which to, to answer first. Um, the first time we spoke, you mentioned the 50-50-50. I'm intrigued because, um, you know, <laughs> I'm around that time of life now as well. Um, and the second thing is the concept of um, where where your brand goes next. Uh, do you see yourself growing, expanding? What is the future of Rockstar Service? Let's let's take whichever those of those two you want to answer first. Okay, perfect. Well, let's start with fifty fifty fifty. This is uh, something that about I guess I guess it was about a decade ago, maybe a little bit longer. Uh, I was with my buddies, and uh, we were you know, just all having dinner. And, and we said, Hey, you know what? You know, we were talking about travels and the different travels we'd done. And all of us are passionate about traveling. And we said, you know, it would be great. What if we could get to 50 different countries? And at the time, you know, it seemed impossible. We're like 50 countries, you know, how far that is. Who's got that kind of time and money and, you know, everything else to do that. And then we said, well, you know what? Not just that, you know, it's great to go to other countries. Cause I think that's such a great education that I've had in my life, right? For different types of people and diversity and cultures and backgrounds and beliefs. Um, and it helps me connect better with people, you know? Um, and then we said, well, what if we went to all 50 States right in our own backyard? <laughs> and we're like, oh man, that sounds crazy. You know? And then we, we, but we got to put a deadline on it, right? If you, if you're going to have a goal, we're like, okay, you'll have about a decade, do it by the time you're 50. So we started calling it the 50-50-50 club. And every time we'd go to a new state or a new country, you know, we'd let each other know. It's like, oh, okay, cool. So uh, I just finished my 50th state. Uh, I did a motorcycle ride with a buddy of mine from uh, 
Boston to New Hampshire and Maine. So those were my last two. So I've been to 50 states now. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. Great story. And uh, next week when I go to Dubai, uh, that will be my 50th country. Oh, wow. And, uh, Great timing. I turned 50 in, uh, in August. So I'm, I'm going to hit that 50, 50, 50, it. which is fun. <laughs> so what's the future then for the business? Yeah. So the future is exciting. Um, so now, you know, with, with COVID, I had, you know, those 25 or so live events I had canceled overnight. And uh, we really went hard into uh, the online courses. You know, I think I'd released four or five new courses last uh, over the last 18 months. Um, and now we're getting back to live again, which is really exciting. Um, you know, three, four or 5,000 people in a room again, you know, it's going to be, uh, you know, hopefully <laughs> if everything goes right, we'll be able to do that again next year. Uh, and my second book is going to be hitting in January. It's called Customer Service Success. And uh, I'm super excited for that. It's in the final stages. So we'll be releasing that and, um, and getting back live with people again. It's Fantastic. going to be very exciting. So where can find people find out more about you? You have a couple of links, uh, including purecustomerservice.com. Where would you like people to connect with you and find your trainings online? Yeah. You know what? If, if customer service is something that's important to you and your business and, and uh, you think you could be doing more, especially with referrals uh, in, in the business that we're in, um, I've got some great resources on that. Uh, go to rockstarcustomerservice.com and uh, you can connect with me there. And uh, of course, or davidbrownlee.com as well. And um, happy to uh, you know see, see where your listeners are going and, and where I could serve them. Fantastic. David, it's been a privilege uh, talking to you. And I love the story about Nicaragua. I didn't know that. Um, so thank you for sharing that with guests today on the show. My pleasure. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. My sincere thanks, my huge thanks to David for being my guest today from San Diego. It's a joy talking to David. We have so many things in common. And thanks to you, especially you, for your time, for listening in and for joining our chat today. It wouldn't be the same without someone listening, and this is why I appreciate your listenership and your loyalty. So please keep those ideas for episodes and content coming. If you've got uh, people whose books you read, uh, authors you'd like to recommend, some trainers you've seen in action and you'd love to have them on the show, so finding out what they do and what their secret sauce is for their success, then please share them with me and the team. My email address is mark at trainingbusiness.com. That's mark at trainingbusiness.com. And my only other request is to please subscribe to the show because this is the validation that we need to know that you're finding value in the show. It costs absolutely nothing to click on the subscribe button, but confirms that what we're doing is useful and it keeps us doing this. And every Thursday, without fail, we will have an episode of the podcast waiting on your podcast platform of choice. But until next week, when I look forward to welcoming you back, keep safe, keep going, keep training. Bye for now. Thanks once more for listening to this episode of the trainingbusiness.com podcast. See you next time.